Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hotline Monday. It is the 19th episode of this here show. It is July 11th, 2016. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian. I'm with Brian. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Man, we just we just talked about how things are going so well. Crap. How come I do that? Is it because I do a daily show with him and I just can't freaking help it? Is that the deal? It's always going to be a problem because we both do shows with Brian's, yeah. right? Big so problem. so that's it's fine. It's, it's annoying. Fine. It's not fine. It sucks. And I'm never going to do it again. But hey, look at us doing a show together. It's Hotline Monday. It's where we talk about uh, cool pop culture nerd stuff. We do it every week because you guys call in all the time. And uh, we want you to keep that number handy this entire episode. Don't forget. Oh, that's right. I forgot to open my uh, browser from last time I rebooted. Uh, that phone number is 801-895-4724. That's the live number. 801-895-4724. If you already have me on Skype, you can do that at My Extra Life as well. Uh, Justin, what's going on? What are we doing? Uh, oh, you haven't you haven't heard? No, all, I haven't heard. All the, all, remember that scene? You ever see? All right, number first things first. You ever seen this movie? It, it came out a while ago, so you might not have. Mm. Uh, Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. Uh, who am I going to call uh, is yeah. the, the catchphrase. I remember that, yeah. It, so, it had a sh- uh, so, shiny face Peter Venkman and... Uh, and Ray and Egon and all that. So they're going to remake the movie. Yeah. They're going to remake Ghostbusters. It's coming out uh, this weekend. Yep. A lot of people have had a lot of opinions about this. Uh, uh, and and uh, now that the movie is at hand, actual humans have seen it. It has garnered a, a fairly healthy critical reaction in that many people have written their reviews on it. Mm. Including uh, one Tom Merritt only in a tweet, but we've seen a, we've had a, a peek into what Tom Merritt thought. In fact. Tom and Eileen have both seen it. Yeah, uh, uh, we're gonna presume through some YouTube event. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I have no, I have no idea. I'm <laughs> guessing that's. I think that's what happened because he was saying that's, something about the YouTube space. That's usually how they wind up seeing those things. Sure. Uh, but you know, instead of actually listening. To people after we've seen it, because that's what this show is, is 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 we are the Monday morning uh, uh, talk show. But instead of for sports, we're going to do it for, for pop culture. Yeah. And instead of, instead of morning, movie, instead of morning, it's at 5 p.m. drive time Eastern. Exactly. <laughs> this is a movie. Can you remember a movie that's been so vitriolic for reasons kind of like, like just philosophical reasons mm. around a movie no it's been a while i'm trying this to is think crazy yeah when was the last time we had um something this controversial or or that we you know boosted the signal to make it as controversial as possible i feel like it's been a while since there has been a movie who, that could do that and have the internet's backbone to support it maybe it was heath ledger as the joker um maybe it was uh, when else do people think I mean, but childhood I, I, I being feel robbed? like that was big for us because mm-hmm. we're nerds yeah. and and we pay attention to these things and we read comment threads and message boards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that that was like that wasn't like front page of a magazine, like a kind of story in the way that this Ghostbusters reaction has become, uh, you know, it, it, really its own thing. The reaction to the movie has become its own story. And that's what we are going to spend the entire episode on. Because we don't want to talk to people. Listen, we're all going to have seen this movie next week, and we'll be able to talk about it. We don't need that right now. Yeah. Here's what we need. 
We need you to call in as if you've seen the movie and just rant and rave about. Listen, you want to let that you want to you want to let all that all those pent up feelings free. You you have now the floor is yours. We have kind of avoided it a little bit, uh, I think, on this show, because I, I think for for mine and Scott's sensibilities, it's just not a topic that we feel strongly enough to kind of get in the weeds on besides yeah. just saying, Hey, let's wait and see if the movie's interesting. Sure. That's all. That's been my entire stance the whole time. And I would say this, I refuse to call something the all female ghostbusters unless I re decide that I have to refer to as the first two as the all male ghostbusters. Uh, elsewise, why am I having that conversation? But you want to know what here, this is it. This is your time. Cause as soon as the movie's out, then we're going to be breaking down scenes and saying sure. something's funny or it's not funny. And we can all have our opinions. Right. These are the waning days <laughs> of us being able to just like, uh, uh, get all up in each other's business about a movie we ain't never seen. So let's go. 801-895-4724. We already got a caller here. Caller. What's up? Hey, what's up? Adam from Jasper. Hey man, what's going on in Texas? Oh, nothing. I'm actually in Indiana. Oh, Jasper, I thought you Indiana. Oh, I thought you said Texas. Sorry, you're good. No, that's, that's okay. Indiana is a fine yeah. state. It's the um, what is what's what are they known for? We're the Beehive State. Uh, Florida's the big uh, wiener state. I guess. That's right, the Hoosier, the Hoosier state. That's right. You guys are all into one movie with Gene Hackman in it. Got it. All right. Who's your daddy? <laughs> and what does he do? <laughs> uh, what's your take on Ghostbusters? Is as if you're a precog in a big pool of water with your two, your brother and your sister, and you've decided you've already reviewed this thing. What do you think? Uh, if I've already reviewed it, uh, well, I don't know. I think I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, I yep. definitely love the first one. Second one's okay. Oh, but, can we can we talk about that statement right, just for a I'm second? Sorry. Dude, no. This is Ghostbusters. Okay? <laughs> this is this is one of the most controversially talked about movies. I've had to deal with this for months in my timeline. We're gonna need to take hotter than that. There's gonna be nobody calling in today. It's gonna say no reasonable, right? We want flames. Yeah. Flames melting everybody's iPhone. Let's say this. Or what are you most worried about? Indiana, are you worried about it being good? Are you worried about a be uh, being a predominantly female cast, or any of these things ring true to you? Where, where's your, where's your where's your beef? Worry, if I had to worry about anything, I think I would worry about it just not being as funny as I would want it to be. Ah, now yeah. that's a very interesting point. Let me point this out, and then I want you to respond to this. I am of the firm belief, and I will go to my grave with this: that if Ghostbusters came out today, 2016, no one heard of it before. It was just a bunch of popular people from SNL and, and other things were making a movie about busting ghosts. We would all think Pixels level stupid. Like, Pixels took a rap that I believe Ghostbusters would get today if it was fresh and new. This is a movie that is propelled primarily by the time it was released and how old you were when you saw it. So, that being said... Yeah. That's a hot take. It's a hot take. Ghostbusters would be pixels. Come on. <laughs> let's lose all sanity. I want us all to be foaming at the mouths at the end of this episode. There will be no reasonable positions taken. All right. So, would you, so okay, if you don't think it's going to be as funny as the first one, tell me, how, tell me why. Who, who's not funny in this cast? Why do you think it's going to not be funny? Well, I think they're all funny. I just worry that uh, the... I don't know. I don't worry. I'm worried that the story is not going to be as good. They're going to focus more on making it funny, and maybe the story might not hold together as well. Right. That busting uh, ghost I, story that we're all used to getting. Got it. 
Let me ask you something. Oh, what was the story of the original Ghostbusters? He's gone, but I'll tell you. Are you ready? What was the story? Here was the story. Here was the yeah. plot. The plot was scientist Peter Venkman, kind of a cool cat, pretty chill, doesn't really get too worked up about nothing, doing his thing. And uh, he's got a buddy there, Ray. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, I'm getting too granular here. They decide that they're going to go destroy ghosts and they can make money at it. And they got a cool technology to do it. So they go try to get some ghosts. And eventually okay. it we're already d- diverting. It's because of, a, uh, uh, you know, they, they are, are losing their academic status. Right. right? Oh, I like, forgot about that part. They're yeah. forced. They're forced to do it. Yeah, they have to do it. Right. And then they do it and they kill a bunch of stuff. They get slimed a lot. They have a court thing. As to whether what they're doing is legal or not, and that guy from None Die Hard. None of this is story. It's- None of this is man. He has his dog run over. <laughs> vows to stop people from running over dogs. Uh, sues the state, and and then uh, makes dogs immortal. Like none of that is is the story. It's, nobody remembers the original story of Ghostbusters. We remember it and we love it because the actors were so great, and the world in science fiction. Uh, a world building within it was so memorable. Caller, you better have a hot take on Ghostbusters or we are hanging up on you. <laughs> hey, Scott. Hey, Justin, not Brian. It's uh, Ian. I am Sci-Fi. Hey, man. Uh, hey, man. Yo, yo. Uh, so as someone who has not seen Ghostbusters, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, it's on par with the first one. I mean, when Kate McKinnon made that sexually explicit joke that made homophobes angry, I really enjoyed that. Uh, When Dan Aykroyd showed up as a vodka salesman uh, unexpectedly as his cameo, Uh I mean, that was lights out hilarious. All right. Okay. Too real. Too real. It's too real. You're freaking me out. You're like a real precog or something. This is great. No, this is great. So number one, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing the bit. Number two, uh, I completely agree. I think I, I think that that uh, what we are going to see. What sorry, what we will see is that this movie turns out to be well received. Mm. I think I, I think that it will be well received by the general populace. I think it's going to make a lot of money. Uh, a lot of people know about it. Uh, it. You you are seeing how much the Ghostbusters intellectual property means to people, but the reviews enough indicate that like it's funny to a certain segment of the populace mm-hmm. and i think that that will be a a larger member a larger section of the populace than some people want to admit hot takes are us welcome caller go <laughs> Hi, this is uh, Jordan from Ohio. We're talking about Ghostbusters. We, we sure are. We're ready for you to All just right. dump a big hot bowl of hot lava right on my head like uh, the Targaryen that used to be a brother. So what do you got? Oh, my God. This is a, this is a lot of pressure. All right, so here's what I'm thinking. I think the movie is going to be mediocre to okay. I don't think it's going to be as terrible as a lot of people think it is. I think my, my perfect ideal for this film is I'm going to go see it at the drive-in theater. We have a drive-in theater here in Ohio. It's just about 20 miles down the road from me. I don't think this movie deserves for me to go see it in the big screen. But I think, you know, if I can go to a drive-in, get a bunch of blankets, get all comfy, have the food terrible for me, and just watch it from the back of, you know, my, my CRV, I think it's going to be a good time. Okay, well, you've listen, you you turning this into kind of a, um, a, what's that old thing where you throw hot dogs and toast at the screen? What was that called? The, the, the Rocky Horror Yeah, it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show level uh, dedication to making sure his surroundings are feeling like well, it's 1984. Also, listen, unless you're going with your kids, 
the, there are only unsavory reasons to go to drive-in theaters. Like, <laughs> that, that there are only, there are two things that happen that are part of Americana. I'm going with my kid to a drive-in theater, open up the back of the minivan, we're going to get some fresh air, I'm going to show him or her a movie that either they really want to see or touch me as a kid, or I want to... Uh, 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 be able to smoke butts without getting kicked out while watching a movie. I want to get cheebed up, or I want to be drinking so much that I probably shouldn't be driving home. Yeah. Like, or God forbid, we get into the explicit, the, the sexual explicit reasons why people go to go go to uh, uh, drive. Oh, is that still a thing? And people go to get their groove on. Is that what's going on? Right. Oh yeah, man. All if right. that if if the 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 CRV is a knock and a rock and don't come a knock. All right. Before we take this call, I got to tell you well, the the kid or the friend. I had friends in high school who I was outside on a blanket watching Aliens in 1986. Yeah. My friends were in the van, guy and a girl. I introduced them. They were rocking, so no one came knocking. Yeah. They had a baby. <laughs> that baby was conceived at the Aliens movie. Yeah. And they named him after me. Take that, uh, karma, or whatever. Uh, caller, you're on the line. Give us your hot, the hottest take you have. What do you got? Also, please just rank that on Utah Weird scale <laughs> one to ten. Hello, you um, there? Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I'd, I'd say that's about three Utahs out of ten Utahs. Okay, see, it's not. It's kind of low on the thing. That feels like a normal thing, Jerry. Like you go to any state and some friends doing it in a van. No, when you, uh, yeah, all right. We this is a whole nother podcast. All right, all right. Uh, go, I want that episode. Anyway, sorry, listener, your hot take on Ghostbusters, the lady edition. Was the original Ghostbusters really that good? No, that's my whole point. It's not. That's hot takes. This is not. Oh, it my was... eyebrows are scorched. <laughs> I'm just brushing off little tidbits of dead uh, hair because that was a hot take. It was a pretty hot take. I. Good. I'm going to make the argument that it wasn't that good. It was good. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not, I have to be able to somehow take one objective view on it. And the objective view is again, if it was released today, we'd all go and maybe movies like pixels oh. and bad, bad, uh, here's a town, but a supernatural thing happens in it. And it's kind of a comedy that metaphor or that formula is perhaps here because of ghostbusters. Maybe they invented it or made it great. I don't know. I, I maybe flubber and the old movie, the Disney movies are like that. The, Herbie the Love Bug. Oh, it's a car that thinks and acts on its own. That's real weird. It's like that. But it was our version of that in 1984. And it was bombastic and it had special effects you couldn't get anywhere else, even though they're kind of lame compared to today. But still, and it had these comedians we loved and, and it was funny. It was edgy. And they said things like, this man really is a penis or whatever in court. Like, it was great. You know, it's true. This man has no dick. Right. Uh, that, that's what it was. I forgot. See, I forget the plot points, including the line from the guy from well, Die Hard. Fun. No, the reason why this movie would be a success today as it was back when it was originally released is because the comedic talent that was involved in it was really at the peak of their powers. Like, when we look back for Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray, and you say, what are their best roles? Yeah. Ghostbusters for all three of them. Is, is immediately cited. Like, that's why it is a special movie. What takes it into legendary status is the fact that their creature design and their world building was kid-friendly, was big, round, fun, uh, accessible, and you understood what the rules of the universe was. You shoot the ghost with the laser, that holds them in place, you throw the, the, the catcher down below them, sucks them down, they put them in their basement, bada-bing, bang, boom, bureaucracy gets in the way, New York lives on. Caller, what do you think of this Ghostbusters movie. 
Well, you you sort of got part of my take in your talk right there. Uh, this is Samuel, TSC and Sam in the tadpole. Hey, Sam. Um, my main worry about this is that it ends up being bridesmaids with proton packs. And it, both are fantastically good things. I'm not saying anything, but I, I'm afraid it's suddenly going to become a bunch of poop and vomit jokes attached with a proton pack, ah, right? So, so that's, that's, that's interesting because what you... I'm trying to think what the fears would have been. Would we have seen... Okay, so let's go back to uh, Venkman and, and, and Egon. Would we have said, oh, these are the guys from Stripes. Is this going to be nothing but a bunch of screw the military and the man and sex jokes? I mean, maybe we did back then, or maybe maybe people older did. I, I don't know, Justin. I mean, it's not like the original Ghostbusters was, was without its sex jokes. There are, like, multiple, like, you know, uh, having sex with a ghost or getting a BJ from a ghost, like, you know, jokes... <laughs> That are in this movie, like uh, you know that 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 is not outside of the DNA. Yeah. Uh, now, what he said is true. What if Paul Feig, by and large, has not made a PG thirteen movie within the last ten years? That is true. Uh, this is the first PG thirteen movie that he has done. So, how do you take what is a successful brand, putting a lot of these same women in comedies that are allowed to be raunchy, uh, and and then put it into a different framework that removes? That uh, you know, we talk, was it on this show that we were talking about the new, the new trend in female centric R rated comedies oh, that yeah. they all end mm -hmm. with with one making fun of the other's body parts. They're like <laughs> looking at them half dressed, and, and it's either their vagina or their boobs. That it's just like that looks like a a wizard on a moped or something. <laughs> like it's just like ah, uh, like that's like the new thing that they do in all the movies. You're not yeah. going to be able to do that in this one. You're nope. not going to be able to, to get as explicit as you you would. Uh, all right. Hey, you, Scott, I'm getting a little heat. I'm getting a little heated up here. All okay. right. All right. Wait, because all I've had to yeah. do. Yeah. Sorry. Caller came in. Online. Yeah. People just taking dumps, major, like getting angry, making 45 minute long, angry YouTube screeds based on like the Sony hacks of like conversations that were had in pre 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 production about how this was going to be the worst thing on earth. We need somebody to call in. I'm, I am asking, I am pleading. We're not going to argue with you. I just need that view represented on this show. If we're going to have this be an accurate time capsule of what people thought about this movie leading into it. Maybe it's this caller. Maybe it's not caller. What's up? Hey, it's 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 not this collar. Oh, it's uh, that collar. It's the uh, hot under the collar. I don't know what what kind of collar no, is it. No, no. Uh, hey, this is Jonathan calling again from New York. How's it going? Hey, man, what's going on what's in New up, York? What's up, homie? Uh, not much. So um, I don't know where we are in the conversation because I just got off the train. Doesn't uh, matter. But, all all uh, we require here, all we require is hot takes, man. Hot what, Ghostbusters takes. Yeah, your take comes <laughs> out of the oven hot and ready to to burn tongue and mouth in equal measure. Okay, well, here it comes. I feel much about this movie the way that I felt about the Warcraft movie and that I want it to be really, really good. I just don't know that it doesn't, that it's going to have the Harold Ramis edgy kind of comic, but subtle comic that that it needs to be able to kind of fulfill what i want it to be mm. um i don't think i don't think you're gonna have the yes it's true this man has no dick uh kind of <laughs> i don't know man this guy the, think of the movies this guy's made up till now and some of these women have been in bridesmaids is a dirty 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 movie uh but that's the thing ghostbusters wasn't dirty but it was still funny but it had that 
subtlety to it. I guess so. I mean, I remember. Okay, here's 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 a twist. I remember uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off being just as clean as a whistle. That movie. I remember thinking that's the movie of my teens. It just had such an impact on me. John Hughes forever. Wow, what a movie! I'm going to show this to my at the time very much younger kids. This is a few years ago, and yeah. I thought I'm going to have them all sit around and watch this thing. Their ages like six to twelve. Let's do this. That is a dirty movie. <laughs> they say stuff in that movie that that shocked me and made me wonder why in 1986 or seven or whatever it was, it wasn't rated R given the standards at the time. Wait, so, really? We watched that in class. I remember I was in I was in I think I either watched that in high school or middle school in class. Yeah, but you went to Florida. Like in college, you guys watch hardcore porn when you're trying to watch. Yeah, knock it off. No, I mean, <laughs> by the way, everybody's making hardcore pornography right out of high school. So. <laughs> But anyway, you get my point. Like you never remember, like if we all sat and watched it together right now, all of us would have an experience of at least a little bit of like, oh, that's different than I remember. Or, oh, that looks worse than I thought. Or that's funnier than I remember. Or on both good and bad sides of this thing, we have a nostalgia coded memory of this and other movies from that era. And I love it. And I know it's great. But I also know that in the eyes of a Objective adult in 1984, whenever it came out, I would have a different feeling about it. I am 100% sure I would well, have I mean, thought it was stupid. Sigourney Weaver getting space pawned by a dog in a lounge chair is kind of weird. Oh, I forgot about that, too. That is weird. But but look, so, he did. So isn't didn't he also do the other marriage one with uh, Owen Wilson and um, uh, what's his beak? Isn't that also this director? What? Paul Feig guy. What's the one where they go? It's like Wedding Crashers. That's it. Isn't it? Isn't no. Wedding Crashers his? No, no, no. He didn't do Wedding Crashers. Oh well, shit. He, he was he was the driving force between free, uh, behind Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I thought that was the other guy. I no, thought- no. He he was the the yes. It was Judd Apatow was the one who was like the showrunner on it, but yeah. it was a collaboration between the two of them. Oh. And I think uh, Apatow has produced most of the movies that uh, that he's done. Not this one though. That we know of. Don't know if it's this one. Yeah. All right. Well, there's your hot take. It's going to be. Okay. But real, is that where we're at? How long have we been in these discussions where it's like, oh, old safe Hollywood. They're not going to take the risks that they used to take in the 70s. Yeah. When you would have just, you know, uh, Jack Nicholson's red ring of a nostril because he had just blown a rail right before the take started. Like that's that's the Hollywood I love. And now we're like, I don't know. They might curse too much in the Ghostbusters movie. Like what has happened? It's a decent point. Maybe uh, maybe regular caller Peter Fisher can help us out. Peter, you're on the air. What's up? Hi. I just want to bring up a point that the reason why we're getting all these remakes. Yeah. Is because of China. Oh no! Okay, because this could they, be a hot they take. They didn't get the original Ghostbusters, so they got a chance to do it for China. And uh, since now China's China is important in the movie movie uh, box office a lot more than North America. That's well, uh, I I get I can almost re- guarantee. We're losing him. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I can almost guarantee. This, if, and I think that there was a very, very good point there that a lot of this intellectual property that you want to introduce proton packs and, 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 uh, you know, the, the traps and everything slimer to a new audience that wouldn't, wasn't able to get it, uh, in the same way that they wanted to introduce, uh, the, the millennium Falcon and lightsabers and, and, and all that with, with the force awakens, if they were that concerned about China, 
There is no way that they are casting all women for the four main leads. Like China, for as as open as they are, uh, uh, I think there's a reason why a movie where all of the uh, uh, you know uh, the, the the main female characters in Warcraft were orcs uh, did better than Star Wars, where the main female character was an actual lady. <laughs> all right, so. Let's let's. I want to talk about these conspiracies. Subtle, all Chinese, all mainland Chinese people are misogynist. Take we are getting hotter and hotter here on Hotline Monday. <laughs> but I like the idea. I like the idea of a good conspiracy around this movie, and I want more of it. And right now, the only conspiracy everyone has about any movies coming out or why we're doing remakes are like Peter's. They're saying, "Well, China didn't have Ghostbusters. Why? They're all living in huts and eating ducks, bra, in the sunlight." Like I don't know what they were saying about China at the time, but China didn't have. They didn't have no Ghostbusters. So yeah. are you telling me that China's just sitting around going, oh, I hope we get Ghostbusters. I sure hope that happens. I don't think no. it's that simple. No, they're they're saying proton packs are rad. Kids love proton packs. Kids loves, man, there are adults my age, okay, between 30 and 35 that legitimately get insanely excited because ecto coolers coming back. <laughs> they remember that there were fun times in in elementary school when they when a fun thing happened and they happened to also be drinking an ecto cooler. Mm. Like that's that is the power of some of this intellectual property. We were talking about Pokemon Go before we started this show. A lot of the lesson that you were learning there is hey, put a cool game, a cool enough mechanic along with a powerful IP and you can make magic that's what's happening there and that's what sony hopes happens with ghostbusters is the world falls back in love with a lot of this iconography yeah i agree uh by the way it is a i'm, I'm gonna tweet this but it is a crime and it is leaving money on the table that universal or whoever it is that's doing ghostbusters i forget uh, so sony is they're leaving money on the table by not having a ripoff of pokemon go ready for launch at the time of this film because the idea of going around neighborhoods hunting for ghosts and trapping them in traps, need I say more? Collect all the ghosts. It's the same game with a new skin, and I'd probably play that one more than I would freaking Pokemon. There's your hot take. Let that sizzle right into your soul. Number one, Scott, uh, I think within the next 10 minutes, we're all going to be sick of the Pokemon <laughs> Go clones that are going to flood our lives. I agree. It needs. It need, that's what I'm saying. Like it needs to happen this week, or you've missed your window. Is all I'm you saying. You can hear. I, I, I just just imagine me as your as as your faithful Native American sidekick, placing my ear to the ground and telling you within five how many buffalo are coming over the horizon. <laughs> because that is exactly what is. It will be the the whole top ten of the iTunes store will just be AR knockoffs. Of Pokemon Go. I think you're not wrong about that. Caller, you're on the air. You'd like to tell us what you think about Ghostbusters Go. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same thing with Pokemon Go, right? We have a, a game that's got a reskin on it, and now it'd be a little bit more cooler, even though, much like Pokemon Go, uh, the game's actually worse than the original. Ah, so you think you're you're in a big Ingress fan. You like the Ingress game before you like this one, yeah? Is that what you're telling us? No, actually, I, I wasn't. I just, I'm just looking at the game mechanics. Like, Ingress is actually more deeper. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well. In fact, but see, yeah. here's, I'll make this argument real quick. Uh, that game is more complicated and is not as inviting to a wide disbursement of people. And I think that mm -hmm. is why the Pokemon Go thing will be a true phenomenon, partly because of branding and other things. But also, Ingress well, is kind of hard to learning all the lessons that Ingress 
uh, learned because it's the same company. They're using the same maps. They already have good, like, you know, th listen, this game would be, would not DOA, but certainly hampered if the fact that they were just learning where to put these Pokemon, right? right. They were they, taking wild guesses as to where Pokemon should go. They know where people want to go for the Ingress games. They know where that heat map is. They can just dot your little new bats and Pikachu's uh, everything else, everywhere, Zubat, sorry, everywhere else that you need to go. <laughs> Bada bing, bang, boom, you're done, right? Like, like right. It, that's part of the reason. Here's how popular Pokemon Go is. It just took over our show about Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's how big it is. No, forget <laughs> forget that more people are using it than Twitter. Forget that more people are using it than 95% of the apps and that Europe and Canada don't even have it yet. Forget about all that. Just look what it did to Absolutely. our show. Now, before you go, though, your point was it's yep. like a re the movie's like a reskinning of that. And in what way? Well, I mean, pretty much you get, uh, you know, we now have an all-female cast, yeah. which we're trying to be a little more edgy in that, which is fine. It's yeah. great. I think the movie's going to do well. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be the blockbuster of the century? Probably not, but that yeah. was fine. It yeah. was Ghostbusters. Yeah, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't, and you're right, Ghostbusters wasn't. Is it? It's more in retrospect, uh, Justin, that we look back on Ghostbusters and think so fondly of it. Nobody's sitting around right now going, boy, I'm sure glad that's still in the top 10 grocers of all time. It wasn't. It never was. It never entered that list. It's still yeah. off in some other happy place where everyone just remembers it nicely. But it didn't win any giant awards. It didn't win any Oscars. It didn't get nominated for anything. And it wasn't a top 10 money earner then or now. So maybe it'll blow our minds. It'll be like Jurassic Park, which I know was a top earner. But, you know, Jurassic Park in some ways is doing what this movie hopes to do. Oh, Jurassic World? Oh, no, no, no. Listen, world, and, yeah. and, and by the way, Let's let's delve out of the world of just uh, uh, napalm level scorching hot takes. Uh, oh, man, I like those. In, into a little bit more reasonable territory, which is looking at the reviews that have come in. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fashion my precog review based on the meta of those reviews that have come in. Seventy eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes right now. Go for it. What do you got? Okay. Uh, it's going to be knocked for this reason. It's the exact same plot as Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. and the studio's not going to care because Disney just made a mint by making a movie that had almost the exact same plot uh, as uh, 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 you know the Star Wars movie. Seven was the same plot as four, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Universal had the same thing with Jurassic Park. You know, Jurassic World is basically Jurassic Park, but with a few different people. And and you know, you get to hit all the nostalgia while riding them on almost the exact same train that they took before. Ghostbusters is going to be a similar thing. Uh, the worst parts of the movie are going to be the blockbustery elements where the CGI is going to feel a little meh, okay, uh, but it'll just feel like an average action blockbuster kind of set piece. The stuff that people are going to love are the interactions between the four people, uh, and that's just going to be it. Mm. If you like those four ladies interacting with each other, you're going to like the movie. Uh, if you if you've never seen Ghostbusters before, you're gonna like the fact that proton packs are cool. You're gonna like the fact that Slimer's a, a cool looking ghost, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, otherwise, it, it's you know it's just gonna be like an average thing. So I think the movie's going to do well. I'm probably going to like it, but have reservations as to how it could have been better. Sure. And that's that's my my precog review. Here's my precog review based on this fine quote by Matthew Turner. At WOW247, this is from his review, a positive one, by the way, posted on July 11th. He says, it sticks a cheerful two fingers up at the haters and then kicks them in the balls for good measure. Uh, I would argue that is the level of decorum of 2016 uh, movie reviews. 
Uh, I think that that is probably indicative of how a lot of people are going to feel about it. I think they're going to see this and feel like they need to tell everybody how great it was and that everyone should quit hating. I think that's going to be a thing. Oh, we've uh, already seen it. Yeah, it's already happening, Pre, even whether people have seen the movie or not. Just, no, just just go ahead and, and, and Google uh, Ghostbusters haters. Yeah, it's bad. Like, I, no, that, that's all headlines. People are just, that's like, I, I saw like four headlines in a row that were all just like, uh, uh, Ghostbusters sticks it to the hater fanboys. Ghostbusters yep. uh, slams the haters with cheerful movie. Oh, yeah, here it is. Leslie Jones, sexist Ghostbuster haters slammed in tweets. Uh Paul Feig just went off on some Ghostbusters haters. Well, and these are all old. These are all not even the reviews, right? Yeah, like, right. This is from before. Uh, oh, here's another one from a review from Spinoff. Sorry, haters, but Ghostbusters is great. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of talk like that. Hi, you're on the air. What's your take? Hello. Uh, this is Andres, the Greek from London. Are you guys talking about movies? I just logged in. Yeah, we're talking about uh, we're talking about Ghostbusters and whether it's going to be garbage or great or something in between. Yeah. Look uh, at, uh, actually, and nothing in between. You have to pick. Fine. Is it going to be the worst movie on earth that, <laughs> that ruins your life or is it going to be the greatest thing that you want to start a religion about? Go. <laughs> no, listen, I've, I've watched the, uh, the uh, film, Zach. I, I know about bad movies. It's not going to be the worst movie. It's going to be fine. It's not going to be amazing, but it's going to be fine. Ah. People are going to like it. I'm going to like it. And, you know, it's not going to be the greatest movie ever. And that's not because it has ladies inside or ladies cast. It's just because I don't think, I'm sorry, you know, I don't think it's so interesting to become the best movie ever. Neither that, nor Ghostbusters 1 or 2 or whatever. It's just not super interesting to become the best movie ever. Well, doesn't it, doesn't um, it, doesn't it intrinsically, Justin, doesn't this movie improve the conversation about what about okay doesn't it make ghostbusters one better in that now we have a modern context to say oh well now we can compare things and we can really laud the accomplishments of the first one and say wow this in this one way they were great at that or man if it was 2016 back then imagine what they could have done with special effects and and but instead, we could argue about whether the practicals looked really cool and big giant globs of marshmallow were rad falling from the sky and like we can I when whenever people talk about remakes ruining their childhood, I look at it the opposite. I look at it as like, no, now we can talk about it. Now we can have more to say. Now we can compare and contrast and argue. But we wouldn't have had that if we just put it in a vault and said nobody touch it. Right? You, we, we've 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 touched around to something that I think is very interesting. All right, because as everybody clutches their pearls and and just is so no the purity of ghostbusters will be sullied if this movie isn't good nobody wants to really delve into the fact that ghostbusters 2 sucks it's a piece of garbage it's the worst one of the worst movies i saw as a kid period it is garbage ghostbusters 2 bad that is a bad movie uh, i and i'm and i don't like saying this cuz i cuz usually when you say it it means it's not but i think it's objectively bad it is not a good movie on any level. It is not a good follow-up. It is, in my opinion. No, no Vigo are here. Ghostbusters too. Mm. Vigo the Carpathian is a cool villain. Sure, it was. It was a cool idea for uh, like the the Dorian Gray reverse kind of you know villain in the in the painting. That was good. The plot is gar. Do you remember what the plot is for Ghostbusters too? They were in the sewer for something, and then they got goo on them. Uh, I don't know. There's some other bullshit going on. Oh, I, I remember Vankman, a.k.a. Bill Murray, looking like he really, really didn't want to be there. I remember feeling that even when I saw it the first time, like, 
this actor not so interested in this material which by the way i felt the same way when i watched his christmas movie uh scrooged i know that's some controversy that's a hot oh, take uh, its own, really? right? you wait wait so do you not like scrooge i dislike or? scrooge quite a bit i really oh, don't really like yeah that's like a favorite for people. It people. is. Oh. It is. And it should be. And it should have been for me. But I came away from that. And I've seen it subsequent times to try to prove this out. But it never it never works for me. And it just feels, I don't know what it is. It feels like he is paying the bills and doesn't want to be there. That's really my only problem is it doesn't feel like Bill Murray's in it. it feels well, like but also, just, like, that's kind of half the Bill Murray charm, right? Sure. It, is, is that level of detachment that he's like, he's always... Bill Murray's charisma is kind of based on this idea that he's the coolest guy in the room. He's seconds away from going somewhere cooler and you desperately want to go with him. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And he does it. Where does he do, do it best? Groundhog Day nails it, kills it. Amazing in Groundhog Day. Well, Groundhog no, Day. he's playing. I mean, like, but that's that's a different character, right? It's a different character, but it's it's it, to me, it's not that different than Scrooge. In, in those two movies, he's trying to be this guy that needs to figure out how to get out of the hell he's in, and he doesn't know why he's in it. And one of them is a traditional Dickens story we all know, so we kind of get it already. But it's the same kind of thing. Oh no, I'm stuck in a car with one of the New York Dolls, and he's driving me crazy, and he's the ghost of Christmas present or whatever, and he, and he just needs to get out of there. And it's true in Groundhog Day. He's kind of a dick and he needs to get out of there. And the only way to get out of there is finally get humbled so bad by this day starting over and over that he's not a dick anymore and he can't be a dick anymore. It's the yeah. same basic story. And he's amazing in one and lackluster is get all get out in the other one. I'll go to my grave with that with that opinion. All right. Well, well let, let's 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 keep that uh, uh, in, uh, in our back pocket for our Christmas episode of, of, of Hotline Monday. Uh where we can we can dig into the the uh, past of Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, uh, Sidon in the chat room makes a makes a good point that that Ghostbusters two does have a more coherent plot than one in that evil painting is hidden somewhere in New York is resurrecting the dead and the Ghostbusters have to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and, from and, a from uh, a shell perspective, that's awesome. Uh, you'll not get an argument from me. It's just executed terribly. It has none yeah. of the excitement or fun. It just feels I don't know. It feels. Well, it feels stupid, and mean. also it, it it very much, I think, suffers from the fact that Bill Murray was the most popular part of the first one, mm -hmm. and his star was so on the rise that it seems almost too Venkman-focused. Because mm -hmm. Venkman is always the most useless of the actual Ghostbusters. Yeah. He's the most fun, mm -hmm. but he's he's more useless than than Ernie Hudson, right? Like, Because yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a bit of a prima donna uh, about about things and he's going to always just he'll, he'll be there for the funny thing but he's not brave uh you know his heroism comes uh, at gunpoint uh sometimes so yeah. you know we'll we'll i don't know blah blah blah, blah, blah. caller something which is not ghostbusters oh hey it's it's good call back hey what's up yeah good sorry it dropped the line i just want to say something movie related which is not ghostbusters but i think it's going to be a good idea for a movie now, I, will, I want a movie in the James Bond-like uh, uh, world where you get old man Sean Connery to play James Bond as the more espionage and less action movie. Mm. You think he'd, well, let's assume that he'd do it for your scenario because right now he's I like, I want nothing yeah, to do here, with nothing. I, 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 actually, I actually can't hear uh, the, the, the caller so much. Uh, what, what was it? Was, it was an old man James Bond with Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery doing more espionage and less action. Like bring him back, put him in that role. Maybe he's he's like old man ba Batman sending Nightwing out on missions kind of style. Uh, James Bond. 
is what, is what I'm thinking. So what do you think? What's your take? Yeah, I don't know. I like The Rock. It was all right. Uh, <laughs> That's basically it. That's the movie. You just yeah. described the movie. I mean, it's all right. It's, it's okay. I love I, The Rock. Rock's a great movie, man. Uh, I, I have complicated feelings about The Rock. Uh, uh, only because, like, there are times <clears throat> where, where the Michael Bay, the Michael Bayness of it all mm-hmm. uh, uh, just kind of... I can I can take only so much, and then every once in a while, kind of in the same way. Here's my I don't see how that's a party. Yeah. Uh, uh, the <laughs> the scene in The Rock when out of nowhere, apropos of nothing, Nicolas Cage says uh, to the uh, baddie number one, uh, "You like Elton John? <laughs> you know that song, The Rocket Man? Yeah, well, that's you." <laughs> You're the rocket man. And then he shoots him with a rocket. I hate that. I hated it when I saw it. I hate it thinking about it. I'm angry about it now. Yeah. Always made me angry. Yeah, you're not you're it's a worse it's a worse breaking of that law than the I don't see how this is a party line. It's in the same vein, but that's a worse offense. So I agree with you. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Now, that being said, yeah, what a movie. What a movie! I mean, it's got really fun moments. Uh, it, it, it it is uh, a a fantastic duality between Nick Cage and Sean Connery, especially because as we as we kind of have gone further and he's sort of disappeared. Yeah, uh, that was one of the last times that we would see these kind of like cross generational pairings that I think we would all love to have seen more of. Uh, we only got so many of them before he just sort of quit the business. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, come on. You know, winners go home and F the prom queen. There are some great lines. <laughs> there are. And it's just got this great cast and it's got David Morris and it's got Ed Harris and it's got, you know, guy who ate a green ball full of death, death goo. And it's got my, you know, I, I, because of the rock, I went to San Francisco shortly after that movie came out a couple of years, uh-huh. just so I could finally see Alcatraz for the first time. That oh, movie, the, you know, Alcatraz is rad. It's super uh, rad. It's totally it's, awesome. It's, 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 like, like there's a lot of touristy stuff that's like totally not worth it. Uh, Fisherman's Wharf, just skip it. It's yeah. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, Lombard Street, stupid. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, you're there for five seconds. It's fine. Yeah. Go get an overpriced piece of pizza and 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 peace out. Yeah. Uh, the, the trolley, dumb. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Alcatraz, great tour. They got they have a the, their official tour is really really good because they very much embrace the criminality. Mm-hmm. It. And they just have like a bunch of old people who have like you were. It's like, yeah, Jimmy, the short fingered guy, was a real. He, yeah. he was a real piece of work. One time, I saw him saw a man's neck off with a with a, a human femur. <laughs> yeah, it was always like the Birdman of Alcatraz. This is where he sodomized Al Capone or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like there's always like the the cop who's just like. Uh, we responded to our prison guard. We responded to a disturbance in cell box C. Four dead, uh, uh, six wounded, and uh, there was a, a wild chihuahua. Who knows how it got in here? Uh, caller, you've been very patient. Uh, you're on the line. What's your take? So I guess, well, let me get a little, hey, by the way, this is Open Bayou. Oh, hey, man. What's up, Open Bayou? Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, well, I hate to go down this route. Go down the no, no, no. Listen, this is this is the show. If you were ever going to go down a route, this is the one to do. There's a big sign. It says, "Please enter." So go down the route. 
Go. Go there. Oh, you don't know what I'm going to talk about. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. Uh, well, I guess with everything that's happened last week, it seems kind of kind of dumb to be going, oh, we're arguing about an all-female Star- Ghostbusters cast. Oh, no. See, this is interesting because I was just thinking about this. In the wake of those horrible shootings and that ridiculous everything that happened last week, it was yeah. some people found it annoying that the entire world became obsessed with Pokemon Go. I found it heartening because I was out in public in crowds of people who were smiling, nodding to each other, having conversations, telling each other where they just saw something they could catch. Friendliest, most communal kind of experience I've seen in public in a very long time. And right here in the city I live in. Like, it was a wonderful moment for me. The cynical among us saw it as what a trivial, dumb thing to even think about during the aftermath of this stuff. So I, mm-hmm. there, there's always those two takes, right? You could go, it's yeah. like right after 9-11, like talk shows, do they go on trying to be funny or not? Do they, you know, be serious one episode, let Letterman have his say, and then the next day they bring on guests and try to have fun again. Um, I'm a big believer that people need that. They need the catharsis of being able to talk about a thing, even at some point to be able to joke about a thing, even when it seems like it's, you know, too soon or, you know, or whatever. So my take on that is, I think it's ridiculous to argue about an all-female cast, period, because who cares? Nobody argued yeah. about it being an all-male cast. I don't know why we care about arguing it's all-female cast. So that, that to well, me is dumb at the very at the very get-go. But in the aftermath of this stuff, I could see how this maybe seems even dumber. Yes. I get it. I totally get it. But Justin, your take on the, on his... On his, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I, say, you know, he didn't take too many risks there. I think he's in good standing. You're fine. Oh, no, no, no. Well, also, it's, well, also it's because I live like 70 miles outside Baton Rouge. So I'm getting a pretty, I'm getting a uh, full blown experience as to what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're this, less this, shielded than the rest of us. That's true. This weekend yeah. it might, it, it seems like uh, between the national attention and the police force in Baton Rouge, uh, they, they, they may be. This 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 may be one of those Ferguson things that just kind of lingers and lingers and lingers and uh, takes on a bit of a life of its own. Yeah, protest down there. All right. All that being said, I am so out of the business of judging how people grieve, and if they grieve big or if they grieve small or if they grieve loud or if they grieve quiet or if they grieve by putting it in a in a box in the back of their head and not acknowledging it or if they grieve by having it be all that they say. Or, or if they are callous, or if they are emotional, or if they're empathetic, or if they are mean, whatever. I, if we're going to understand that this is a national trauma, uh, then I, I do not care. If, if, uh, or at least it's not that I don't care. It's that I don't feel that I am a a judge for somebody to say, "Hey, you want to know what? I, I'm. I just need to turn off my brain." And uh, uh, and 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 just watch and play Pokemon Go for the mm-hmm. weekend because mm-hmm. I just need to take forty eight hours where I'm thinking about dumb stuff. So maybe when I come back to this important stuff, I can have a, a bit more of a clear head. Uh, I, I know that. Listen, I don't have at at times the best way to process stuff. I was watching. I was getting so angry watching CNN uh, during the Dallas thing because I thought that their coverage was wholly irresponsible it was and, bad. And, and, and irresponsible on a granular uh uh just professional journalistic level it was real bad uh, that the my my way of doing it because i i made a, a promise that I, I briefly broke that i didn't want to just be the guy who was out there on twitter yelling 
you know, a, a, the, the the first opinion that came to my head that sometimes issues deserve 48 hours of complicate or, or a contemplation before you really put out a big opinion or you should rethink uh, lighting people or, or a group up on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, for a couple seconds before you actually do it. Uh, but the way I handled it was by taking the bottle of rosé that I was drinking and letting gravity do the work into my glass and into my tummy. Like, that's not healthy. That's not good. I wouldn't want anybody to look at that and say, hey, uh, that that's a, a great thing to do. In fact, really, the only thing that people should be saying is, how was the rosé? And I would answer, great. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, it, it's, it's like, I don't want people to judge me for that. I, I, right. I, and that shouldn't define me. Right. right? So I'm not going to, like, whatever. People want to play Pokemon. People want to get excited about it. People, you know, want to want to get out of their house and and actually walk around and enjoy some of the beautiful summer weather. Then awesome. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. I don't think that everything is always connected to everything, and that the that caring about one thing means you don't care about another thing. We don't live in a zero sum universe. And the kernel that frustrates me the most mm. in almost every argument that that I ever ever get into is people's assertion that it is that we do live in a zero-sum universe is that the time you took to tweet about pokemon go is a time that you should have been taking to think of all the horrifying victims or systemic problems in our country or that you should have been revering the sacrifice that the dallas pd made or that you should be thinking about whether or not guns should be there or you should be thinking about whether or not uh, an assault rifle is really an assault rifle because really it's the same rifle we don't have it. automatic weapons are already banned in this country blah 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 blah. whatever i'd rather talk about zubat that's fine for right now just right now i'd rather talk about zubat and yeah. that's fine it's not that i don't care about that other stuff it's that i i i don't think it takes away to care about something else. Right. And everyone's going to have a different version of that. So everyone quit worrying about what everyone else is doing unless they're shooting at you. Then worry about it and stop that. But if they're if they're at home grieving with Pokemon, let them grieve with Pokemon. All right. Let them grieve with arguing about whether, you know, any of these women should be a Ghostbuster or not. Oh, well. Well, no, I mean, it's fine. It's Listen, you're allowed to have an opinion. You're, 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 you're allowed to care about it. And, and, and I am, uh, you know, I, I will... I, I, this is, as I understand it, part of the argument. The argument is that, hey, look, we as as a uh, the anti Ghostbusters argument, the the remake, is that we, uh, in in the here uh, in the above entitled action, are sick of crappy remakes that are literally just there to cash in, yeah, yeah. and we are also jointly uh, sick of uh, art being compromised for the sake of making social points, yeah, and. So this Ghostbusters is the confluence of both of those. A needless remake and a a, a uh, tacked-on social agenda. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that, that makes this something that is frustrating on two different trends uh, that, that, that people find troubling. And that, if that's your point, that's fine. I disagree with it because I, I, I find the pedigree of those ladies specifically to be more than enough to uh to understand that that putting them in a Ghostbusters movie makes a lot of sense that pays honor and tribute to the original one, uh you know we can talk about whether or not it was better for it to be a remake or a or a sequel in the way that you know Episode Seven was yeah uh but at the same time I get that argument I understand where you're coming from I I you know I think I think that's that's fine I don't agree with it but that's fine I'm gonna spend eight bucks to find out and it's fine. 
Here's the thing. We own it in the movie draft, which means I think the only way to solve it is by everybody going to see it this weekend. I wondered, see, I thought what you were going to do is absolve yourself and say, uh, just a disclaimer, I have a very vested interest in the success of the film. It's in my movie draft. But no, you went all in and just said, everybody go see it because 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 reasons I oh like dude when, when 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 the secret life of pets opens like that uh, uh i'm on easy street baby. <laughs> easy street yeah i have a feeling you guys are gonna win this year um <clears throat> all right well there's uh there's our topic i think we did a pretty good job there now i got some news for everybody this is good news and um, here's our new theme for something That's right. You've witnessed the theme for the uh, next show. We're going to spoil at the end of the show, which we're not going to spoil today because it hasn't started yet and I'm not caught up. But uh, it's uh, Mr. Robot, which is now airing on USA, um, considered by many to be the best TV uh, show on TV. I've yet to experience it. Jerry, you just started binging on it. uh, Season one, that is. And we have how long do I and listeners have? We have like a week and a half. When's the first episode come out? So we have a week, like we will have to start doing it. We will recap the two-part uh, premiere that airs Wednesday. This Wednesday. Next Monday. Okay. So I've got between now and next Monday to binge the entire first season. It's only 10 episodes. 10 eps. And by the way, yeah. I have not. I did not start binging. I finished binging oh. in like a day. Wow, good like, lord. I dominated Mr. Robot, which by the way... If you are watching it consecutively like I did, I do not recommend it. It is a show about psychological uh, uh, deficiencies. And there was a point, especially, uh, uh, you know, once we get into spoiler territory, I'll I'll, I'll mention it. There's a point in which I'm like, oh, my God, is this show talking to me? Like, (laughs) is this really happening? I love that. So we're going to do that as our this season's Game of Thrones thing. The next show we want to talk in a very spoiler way about, and I feel like it fits our audience really well. So uh, you'll either be able to bail on those episodes because you haven't seen it, or get ready to do your homework. Well, and- it'll be it'll be the same thing with with uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. where uh, uh, watch the bots will be uh, at the end of the episode, so you can just stop watching or listening to the episode if you haven't caught up. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, it is available on Amazon Prime for free, season one. Yeah. And Scott, yeah, I already saw part one of you, the of the premiere. How'd you do that? They, Mister Robot, yeah, put out on Twitter for like five <laughs> hours yesterday. Okay. Like themselves, they just it was just a tweet that was like, "Hey, here's the first part of the premiere. Like, it, it's it's go it's coming down tonight. So watch it now." Is it? Still there? No, they took it down. And now if you at reply them and you're like, uh, hey, we're, what's up with this? They're like, hey, we took it down, but we're watching you. And there's a picture of Elliot, uh, uh, an over-the-shoulder shot of Elliot in his trademark hoodie uh, looking at your avatar on the, uh, on, on the screen. Or oh, whatever. weird. That's awesome, actually. That's super cool. The Path people did this. They sent me a T-shirt and a cool ring for similar weirdness. Uh, all right, so that's our plan. Next Monday, we'll talk about episode one of the new season, which Jerry's already seen half of, I guess. Yeah, uh, or part of whatever. Two, yeah, two. It's a it's a two hour season premiere. Yeah. Uh, uh, I watched yeah the first part. It might be check their social media because I think they've hinted that they are going to be putting it up in different places over the next few days. Mm. Uh, but Amazon Prime is where you can watch all of it. And then, of course, you could buy it on iTunes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or even Amazon. I'll probably get episodes on Amazon after that 
you know, for the first episode, second episode, whatever, get the whole season there. So if you're an unplugger like me, a cord cutter, that's easy to do and find it. Yeah. Uh, if you have TV, it's on the USA Network. It airs on Wednesdays. Uh, By the way, uh, USA now included in sling packages. Oh. Uh, so if you have, if you are a cord cutter and you want live television and all the authentications and stuff like that, Sling, I'm on Sling now, and it is great. Yeah, I hear the good things. Also, I want to say PlayStation View has it now, too, but I could be... Yeah, I don't know. They had had it before. Uh, uh, Sling was kind of a holdout. It was like a reason to go with with PlayStation. Oh, okay. Now USA's on both. All right. Well, there you have it. That's our plan next week right here on uh, the Hotline Monday show. You guys have been fantastic. Keep that number handy, 801-895-4724. Just keep it in your phone so you can shortcut it and call the show. Thank you, everyone who did today. Find us on Twitter, Hotline Monday, Justin R. Young and Scott Johnson. You can also email us your thoughts, feelings, hopes, and dreams to hotlinemonday at gmail.com. And if you disagree with any of this Ghostbusters crap today, let us know. The voice is yours. Justin, anything else you'd like to mention? Uh, yeah, thecontender.us. If you haven't bought the 2016 expansion, go ahead and get it now. 100 new cards. Thecontender.us stage. Televised presidential debates with your friends and family. And Scott Fustin makes me feel good oh that's fantastic also uh there is a coloring book i made if you guys want a copy of that thing it's cheap and it's available now over at frogpants.com store you want it for your kids you want it for yourself it doesn't matter there's therapy in there so get to coloring the art i made uh right now frogpants.com store i also like busting ghosts may we all live forever in the basking glow of uh well, who made the song i forgot his name uh, ray parker <laughs> ray Jr. parker jr everyone Never forget, never surrender. We'll see you guys next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Diamond Group. Diamond Group. Diamond Group.